Who was the guy with the S on his chest? The fuck was that guy, right? <laughs> so They kept talking about him like, I don't get it. I mean, Holy crap, I have two, three pages of notes. That's the story of Liam's sippy cups. All right, guys, that brings us to today's episode all about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. That's right. You heard about it. It got released on HBO Max this week, and we're going to take a deep dive into the into the depths of the Snyder Cut today. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. I've also got Liam and Drew. We're here wow. to take you, you on do the journey. Gene voices like Batman. <laughs> yeah. You know, Liam. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we should get into that. We will. We will get into that. That's what you're here for. We're going to talk about Batman's voice. I'm excited. All kinds of other things. But uh, I think we want to start out first by kind of giving a... Uh, Guessing which superhero we would be in our group. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you guys, real quick, are you guys a, uh, DC or Marvel, like, heads at all? Or, or do you have any sort of... Uh, affection towards one brand or the other or or are you into the marvel movies at all like where where is your head at coming into i guess I like, the dc landscape you know? yeah i i i think i've seen oh man i've seen all the marvel movies except for for some reason the captain america's which i heard were really good oh yeah i don't know why i never got to them i just like missed them at the time they came out and then i haven't gone back yet but we've Lauren and I have talked about like going back and watching all of them through <laughs> so you've watched all the thors but not the captain america's yeah yeah i have not watched all i don't i think i missed a couple of uh or at least one (laughs) one movie of each uh but thor is thor's uh ragnarok is awesome thor ragnarok is great it's It's, just that thor dark world and the original thor are probably the two weakest uh, i would say in comparison like of of the marvel there's three thors there's three there's the original thor there's What's Thor the one Dark where World. are the first two like the exact same plot or okay what the one of them has oh man we talk we have a Justice League uh, thing and we immediately go into Marvel uh, <laughs> but no where Natalie Portman and he are in a van and then a crazy beam comes out of the sky and they have to defeat stuff but like a big robot in an old western town is that that's uh, Thor one regular okay and then what's then dark world oh the beam comes out of the sky more in a city than a western town i thought that was the right the the one where they're all together for the first time oh it's an avengers yeah oh man it's been a while but i forget natalie portman toe is that something thor dark world is the one i haven't seen actually so it's hard for me to tell you what (laughs) there's one there's one where they're up in space saying could be it's all about the space bridge and like, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. And like, I think, that one's, I think it's Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, what? Which is, which is one of the best. I think Thor Ragnarok is one of the best of the Marvel movies. Oh yeah. I, I would love say Ragnarok. Cause where uh, he and Hulk are trapped Hulk. together. Yeah. Yes. And like, that's the yeah. Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that it's all silly. Great. He's like pudgy and stuff. Yeah. But so you, no, none of you guys no. are like comic book fans or like really into one of these <laughs> as you, you can tell big fans yeah. big fans i i used to <laughs> no, like I, I used to really like x-men not from comic books but from x-men evolution and stuff that was like my favorite show ever and so when the x-men movies came out i was a big fan of those i'd say my favorite superhero movie even like including deadpool and everything is still logan but um Jeez. but overall uh 
DC, I think I really, really liked the Christopher Nolan movies. So I was like, I really like DC. And then I realized pretty much when watching this cut that I was like, actually, I think I only like Christopher Nolan's movies and all the other ones suck. Yeah. Nah, suck is harsh, but, I know, but not, not good. I know. Yeah. It's like, it's an issue, man. Well, I think... Well, I do want to get into that, but also, who do you think uh, each of us would be at the as a uh, as the Justice League? Or should we we'll reveal that at the end? I think uh, <laughs> who the Justice League, but including all the members in that the, are like, in this film. No, in this oh, film. I was gonna say, oh, okay, in Justice. Well, there's some who just like pop in and pop out, never to be seen again. So, like who? Like the Martian? Oh, Man Martian, Hunter. Martian Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah. him once, and then at the end, he's like. By the way, nice to meet you. I am Martian Manhunter. Later. Deuces. <laughs> I know. That was, that was the most random. The scene when he first introduced after he meets with Lois Lane. Yeah. That We'll get into it, I guess. But that, yeah. that was that was part of the weirdest part because it's like you have this genuine, like, heartfelt moment between Lois Lane and Martha Kent. Yeah. And that's immediately reversed because it's Martian Manhunter manipulating Lois to get involved into which, yeah. which in the original it's not Martian Manhunter. They yeah, cut yeah. him completely out, right? Which I guess we should go straight into like talking about the original and uh we'll get to who we are. But we gotta get to who we are though. So we're gonna or else we're gonna bring this back ten minutes again and be like, Hey, who are we? I kinda so wanna... Sam's gotta be Green Lantern, right? Uh, nah, he's I'm not in kidding. this film. I'm though. Just but actually, well, he is Green for a Lantern. second. Remember, he gets killed in the flashback. There is a Green Lantern. Oh yeah, the there's a Lantern in yeah at the uh, the old war of like the old gods versus uh, uh, what's his name? Dark side. Dark side. Yeah. I'd yeah. say Sam's probably more of a I don't know. Why you got a Batman? Liam, you're an Aquaman. I feel like you're you're a renegade. Oh yes. Let's, oh, which long. okay, which was a huge thing I, I was gonna bring up about this movie is like freaking Aquaman is like did do you guys feel like they had to work insanely hard or they were just choosing to for some reason to make Aquaman like and he's like so tough so cool and like he, he's, he an doesn't, he's an alcoholic he doesn't care about <laughs> anyone except himself because he's just like an awesome dude who doesn't care and it's like he'll just like like they had a whole modeling shoot for him on the dock with, they the, did that with, with everybody. the water in his face and then he jumps in the water and stuff and it's just like I think it's because like I feel like this film was a PR film for Aquaman because it's I didn't see Aquaman's actual single film yet so maybe that one was too but it just felt like it was like Okay, guys, uh, public perception is that Aquaman's a weirdo, a weakling, loser, fish freak. And so we got to really turn that around. Like, what can we do? What can we do? Well, I don't know. We can make like a dark like Justice League movie. And like instead of him being like a fish guy loser, like he could be really awesome or something. We could get that dude from Game of Thrones to do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah do really that. Part of it. They really want to like a fish <laughs> make guy him loser. Because <laughs> everyone thinks of Aquaman as like when you like back in the day before the Aquaman stuff came out and it was Jason Momoa as Aquaman. It was like, and you could be Aquaman. It's like, I don't want to be that oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, he's like, I, way, I speak to the fishes. Like, I think he's cool. I think he has cool powers, but I'm the general consensus of Aquaman used to be like, he's, I a, do he's a goober. That. Like, yeah, he's a, such a goober. That. And they even make, kid, no kid wanted to be Aquaman. Yeah, because like, they even playing. make fun of him in the comics always. And I'm like, Batman, <laughs> you don't even have powers. You cannot make fun of Aquaman. This dude can like control water, all this crap. I think this was a PR busy. film. They're not, for they're not Aquaman. always fighting under the water, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's always just like, if we were underwater right now, guys, I could really I do swear. some damage. But they, they weren't like, fighting in bat caves either. 
I mean, that Batman has no powers. <laughs> He's rich, guys. That's his, that's his uh, thing, I remember? Know, I know. Okay, that's so classic got, line. Okay, so Liam, Aquaman. Aquaman. We got, who do we got for Drew? Drew? Uh, I feel like... Who was, who was in this movie again? <laughs> I know. Anyway, Russian Cyborg. Manhunter would be a yeah, big Cyborg insult sick. right now. No, I think I was going to say, I think, I think it's either like Cyborg or maybe Martian Manhunter because they're both like the most like stoic, like intelligent ones that are just like, you know, who like think about the whole situation. I mean, I guess Batman's quote unquote stoic, but he's more like brooding and pissed. And I don't think Drew's like pissed. Like, well, <laughs> like if we're going off of I'm this movie, brutal. he's less pissed in this movie though than he is in. Batman yeah, I guess Drew. this yeah. entire movie, he was like, guys, we need to be friends. The power of friendship can help us. Like, he's, he's, I like. His line is, what is it? It's like, for the first time, Faith. I'm, I'm, what is it? For the I first time, I'm found love again. No, uh, like, <laughs> it was like, so, like going off faith, right? Going on, like, oh yeah. Going off faith, not reason. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be honest with you guys. The only character I liked in this movie was the flash. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everybody else. I was like, so it's going to be difficult for me to actually label one of you guys as if we're going by this this exact movie because I was like, but I would, I would say uh, uh, Sam would be more Batman ish in general. And I would say, dude, uh, freaking Drew's the the green arrow. He's green arrow. Just in general. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Because Oh yeah. I thought green arrow is a Marvel. No, no, no. Green arrow. Green arrow is uh, DC. He's in. Oh, yeah, He's in. you're right. I, also, there was a freaking I'm green of a, arrow. I was thinking of uh, when they were introducing the movie. Uh, uh, Hawkeye. 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 Yeah. In, when they were introducing, like in the intro, there was a green arrow in something, and I was like, "Oh, green arrow is going to be in this." And then they introduced Martian Manhunter briefly, and I was like, "So I guess they're going to introduce Green Arrow at some Later. point." They don't. They have they four don't. hours. I'm sure. Are you, can... are you referring to like the DC intro logo where they just yeah. show all the characters and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's because they're all trying to connect like the cartoons that they do as well. Like everything's within the now the Warner Media like connected universe, you know, universe thing. I feel like this Justice League to go into a little bit of the history is is like it really showcases like one like how fickle Hollywood is, but also how reactive it is to things. Like in the sense that like if a plan slightly goes awry, they'll they'll quickly change course and adapt and, and without really maybe thinking long-term because like originally actually like way before the Marvel cinematic universe got put into place. So they had the original like bat Nolan Batman. So um, mm. what was, what was the original Batman? Just what was it dark, called? Or the just, dark Knight. Well, no, no, before Batman the dark Knight. Begins, Batman begins. Batman so begins. Had, yeah. So they had Batman begins and then they were releasing dark Knight. And around mm. that same time, so this is like 2007, 2008, they were actually assembling a Justice League movie originally back then mm. with a whole new team, with a dip, completely different team of people. It wasn't, um, so not Zack Snyder was not involved at this point. But who it was, was originally going to be like George Miller, actually, who did like the um, the uh, Mad Max movies and Happy Feet, which is another great animated film. <laughs> um, so back then he was like assembling a team of all these like young Hollywood stars, like, mm-hmm. um, like a oh, lot I of people you wouldn't really recognize even today, but like a lot of young people, they were starting a whole Justice League movie for like multiple, multiple years, like back then. Yeah. But then, you know, it like went by the wayside eventually just because like, like different studio heads come in, they have different priorities or whatever. So they were, yeah. they were going to assemble this whole movie thing before Marvel did theirs. But mm. then once Marvel put together their cinematic universe, essentially, and they had, 
and they saw the success that it had, DC tried to really quickly like catch up almost and do a very similar thing to build their own universe yeah. as opposed to doing like their own unique take, which they're kind of more so getting into now with doing more standalone movies, which are proving yeah. more successful. Like the Joker or Wonder Woman or, or, or even Aquaman was like a huge success, but there's less of a need now. It seems like to like tie into like some giant universe that connects everything and set up other movies. Mm. But I think back when this Snyder movie was coming to like coming together, essentially like first with the man of steel, that there was like a, a rush to essentially like build to this like team up movie. Yeah. And then we'll figure out all the indiv- individual movies la- later, essentially, yeah. which was, which causes kind of the mess with. <laughs> when you don't know any degree. of these guys. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. and also, yeah. And I heard him talking about it, Snyder saying that it was like, like he referred to it as his trilogy, like the Batman or I'm sorry, the Superman and then Batman V Superman and then justice league. And so I, you know, I guess he, they did like, he wanted it as, or had it as this trilogy at some point, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. For me, that's like, you're saying the mess that comes along with it. It's like, oh, such a bummer for me because like seeing cyborgs, like story was awesome. I thought in this cut, but it's also like, it would have been, it'd be so cool to have a cyborg, uh, origin story. Like, I feel like, especially if like with DC and whatnot, and like with how obviously Snyder takes things because he, you know, isn't like he liked Watchmen and all this other stuff too. Like you could have this like really heady kind of heavy, still fun for like teenagers. Like I feel like, you know, little kids, maybe not as much, but like teenagers and like, but, uh, like this kind of like philosophical movie. I would feel like, I feel like for uh cyborg's origin story would be an awesome one. And uh Martian Manhunter, you could have it like crazy awesome. Cause it's just like uh, completely open. But like, since they essentially gave us his entire origin story in this film, it's like, well, what do you, I guess you got a Spider-Man it now and just freaking go back and, uh, reset let us, let me do the origin story okay reset let me do the origin story with new actors and directors you know it's interesting they're gonna do the flash movie next like that's the yeah. next big dc movie which so they did the out. same crap with him yeah but i mean it is a lot so i guess oh, going go I guess ahead, touching go upon ahead. like this ju- so the justice league 2017 movie versus the 2021 snyder cut yes 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 so i guess like with that original 2017 movie you know, this is right after Batman vs Superman had come out, which did okay financially, but what like comparably the Marvel movies did not do as well as they hoped for. Sure, obviously, and it got like the reviews were pretty middling. You know, honestly, like it wasn't like the best, like most well reviewed movie. Deservedly so, I would say. Uh, did you guys <laughs> see that one? Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I think the the director's cut of that or whatever the Ultimate Edition is a lot better. It explains uh, a lot more of the mechanics and gives a little bit more depth into what Lex Luthor is trying to pull off there. But it go, but it goes to what you're saying of like how it's one incredible that any film gets made ever, 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 especially at this level. But also like the messiness, the weirdness, the like back and forth of Hollywood. It's like you know, probably got in the way too because it's like it kind of doesn't matter what the extended whatever fan cut is. It's like this is what everybody saw in theaters and it was weak sauce. I'm sorry. Yeah, Batman yeah. versus Superman. Come on. Well, I think oh, so it, that one, yeah, with that the one whole, sucks. cause that's the one where he's like, he says like the name or whatever. Yeah. Right? Hey, my mommy's yeah. name is that too. It's like, oh Best my gosh. Like, and that's what we saw in theater. It's just like, dude, come on. I do think it with, when have- I saw the Batman versus Superman one, 
uh, I was I was at the gym. It was playing at the gym, and uh, a great way to watch a movie just in the yeah. background while you're running on a treadmill. <laughs> well, I was in this like like theater room, so it was actually kind of nice. But it was I was watching, and I my whole idea of Batman was like. Okay, he, his parents died and he he beats the shit out of people, but never kills people. And then his introduction is he comes in to like this like drug warehouse where all these bad guys are in like an Apache helicopter shooting, mowing everybody down. And I'm like, okay, I guess he does kill people in this one. He is killing <laughs> the shit out of these people. Yeah. yeah. Or his whole like, yeah, because doesn't he have the thing of like, I don't like guns, right? And then, and like, he's like, and, and then I love guns. And then in this one, he's just like, "Well, I will never. I'd never equip myself with one, even though I'm just a man. But hey, I'll pick up this alien gun and blast everybody with red laser beams." It's like, okay, you don't care about gu- like you don't care, dude. He's like the Punisher. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, but it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely an extreme. Ver- it's a Batman that we're un- that we're definitely not. Well, reading the comics, like we see it, but also, not in in cinematic terms. We've never really seen a Batman that's that like dark and angsty and angry and willing to kill essentially. Yeah. Just like, I don't like guns, but I love bombs and missiles. It's like, okay. <laughs> or crushing skulls. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, man. Uh, um, but yeah, so that movie came out. So Batman vs Superman released had its, you know, subpar reaction. Essentially. I think the DC folks freaked out, didn't trust Snyder as much with his vision. So they put more constraints on him with justice league which he originally wanted to be two movies, which I think if you were to break his, this Snyder cut down into two movies, I think it could be, have been, you know, pretty successful actually. Cause there's a nice, like, which we get into, there's a nice part where like, then you could break it into two separate films, but they were like, no, it has to be one film. We need to pump this like movie out there so we can start these standalone movies, you know, got to make that moolah. Yeah. So, and the other thing is like the movie has to be under two hours. Like that's a requirement. The movie like cannot exceed two hours. Batman Superman was like two hours and 40 minutes and it only involved like three main characters. And now it's like, okay, well we have five to six main characters now that we have to like get through in less than two hours. So that's that, that's the constraints on, on, on him at that point. Yeah. Which is unbelievable that he has this much footage and was going to somehow contain it to two hours. But well, I once I I don't know if it was accurate, but I saw a thing that said like Joss Whedon used ten percent of Snyder's original stuff that he filmed or something because he did reshoots. But I'm like, that's a lot of reshoots if it was ninety <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, it's hard to say because yeah. the overall plot is almost this. Like, there are a lot of similarities yeah. between the two movies. I mean, but totally they're 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 different as well. Mm. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, so Snyder, so they shot that movie. Supposedly Snyder put Snyder put together his cut. Warner Brothers is like, this is unwatchable, I guess, is what their point of view was. <laughs> he's but, like, I just like somebody being like, so, so what do you guys think? And he's like super nervous and he's like, and they're Please. like, um, unwatchable. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Do we agree? But we all agree? <laughs> honestly, if you guys, so... But seeing Justice League, the so they brought Josh Whedon in to do. Well, he he had already been on doing some rewrites on it, adding in some like jokes and his like Josh Whedon s like sensibilities. They he's doing these rewrites or whatever, and then unfortunately, I mean Snyder has to hop out the movie because his daughter passed away, and to spend more time with his family, he he left the production during the post phase when they were going to do reshoots and and finishing the editing of the film. So uh, Whedon came in as that and he was assigned to do the reshoots for the movie as well 
So they spent like another like $70 million or something like that to do these reshoots. And then the movie comes out and Justice League, I felt, if you guys haven't seen it, is like almost, un- it, that movie's unwatchable. Unwatchable, dang. Yeah. Like in my opinion, the Snyder cut is like 10 times better than what the original Justice League cut was. Um, yeah. I mean, I just looked up like, oh, like, cause I haven't, I didn't see the original. I just looked up like com- a couple comparison ones, like on YouTube, people have put together stuff like, oh, you know, and, and, or an article as well. And I was just like, oh man, what? Like they had it like this cheesy and weird. Like, I don't know. Again, I haven't seen it, but like, it's, I have my like little complaints here and there and like things I could, you know, improve and all, like whatever, like my own little take on like the Snyder cut that we watched, but from what I've seen of the other one, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, it's not like that. So so real quick, with uh, the first one came out, and then and now four years later, uh, Zack Snyder took all, all the footage and he recut into a four-hour movie. So just to, just to be very clear, they had this much footage and they recut it into a new movie. And then shot one new scene, which was that nightmare scene at the end of the movie with Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was 0% Joker in the other one. Yeah. Well, there was not the twisted Joker. What do you think about that, Liam? (laughs) I, so it seems like you, uh, well, Sam, it seems like you, you and you enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I thought, okay. You seem more positive than I would have expected. Yes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm coming off watching wonder woman as like i got it in like the sag screeners or whatever and they're like the most yes, recent wonder one. woman yeah. 84 and i'm like what in the earth happened because like the first wonder woman okay that, like, i think that, that was, was really the best fun. that was the best dc one there is it's like that was cool that was fun they did a great job she's awesome like i'm down this is so cool she like this is cool and yeah way better than the batman superman ones and stuff like oh cool it's a fun good movie like they did a good job anyway and then freaking wonder woman 84 it was just it was not a good movie, not a good film. So you're so, saying if you so press my it, standards you were so low. Worst movie ever. Yeah, I think so. And it's also because I'm like, I think it was just like, I haven't seen a superhero movie in a little while. And so it was fun to get another origin story and like have fun with that. Also, I think my big thing like with it was like, because also I think I'm not, maybe wasn't trying to like just tear it apart. I was like, let me see what I can appreciate about it too. And I'm like, I think it was cool that they were willing or did this and like put it out like this. And I think, I think it was a good move on the part of HBO max, who is of course, everybody's in the streaming world. Now you got to show that you can get streaming numbers up and you got to, you know, show stock like the shareholders that we can have streaming too. I know Netflix does. And I know Disney plus is crushing it in streaming and that their stocks are flying up. So it's AT&T time Warner. We can do it too. We've got HBO max. It's like, okay. But anyway, I think it was cool because it's like, it's a format that we can take as a, uh, as consumers and kind of do what we want with it, especially having it broken up into such distinct chapters with yeah, you know, I actually a, love that. The a chapters. black yeah. title card. It's like, Oh cool. It's kind of like, we're now used to binging. Our generation is so used to just binging TV shows. If we want, I could watch seven episodes of a show if I want, or just one, that's okay. And so it kind of puts it in our hands. It's like, yes, it's a four hour single film, but unlike the Irishman on Netflix, which was felt like a 10 hour single film or whatever, they don't necessarily to me it's like 
you know, Martin Scorsese would be like, no, you need to sit through and watch every frame in one sitting. And it's like, sorry, bud, if you put a super long film on Netflix, most people aren't going to do that. They're going to do whatever they want with it. And so this one, I was like, it's like they put out a mini series. I felt like, like maybe mm-hmm. a four hour movie, like four one hour episodes or whatever ish. So did I it thought feel it was- like four hours to you when you were watching it. Like did it actually, did you feel the length? I was surprised in, in the sense yeah. that like, it's for a movie that was that long, which is so rare. Like the last movie I remember watching that was four hours was, I don't know if you guys saw gods and generals, the civil war movie. Oh, where they man. literally had like an intermission in with between the, in uh, theaters. They're like on a ship a lot and stuff. No, it's like with Jeff That's Daniels. And it's not with a uh, uh, Russell Crowe. That's, That's master and commander. commander. Oh, okay. Gods nope. is like a civil war movie. <laughs> what was your opinion, Liam of the chapters uh, and, the, and the length of the film? The length of it was fine. I, uh, it seems like, I, wait, yeah, yeah, it seems like Liam really wasn't, uh, he couldn't stand this film. And I wanted well, to, like, I just what's, thought, what'd I you think? There was, I was, there was a lot of points where I was like trying to figure out what the movie was because it was like, it just seemed like, the, it seemed like there was a lot of things that just didn't, uh, really make a whole lot of sense as to why they put it in there. And and then I was like, okay, well, I've got, you know, three hours longer, so maybe it'll pay off. Nope. It didn't. Um, Like like, what? Which like when they're like, um, Lois Lane's the key. She's the key. And then it's like, but what? And no. And then, and then the movie's done. And I was like, so what was the point of that? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I was waiting. That's I forgot about it because all this other crap happened. But I was waiting for that too. Of like, no, I think it's something more than Batman. It's like I had a premonition. Like she's the key. Also, so what is Batman getting like psychic premonition powers, or is like maybe Martian Manager visits him and like plants things in his mind. are you referring to the part, the dream that the dream, Cyborg, the yeah, dream which, that Cyborg has, which like plays off his old, like that other one in Batman or in uh, the Superman movie or yeah. the Batman versus Superman movie where it's like this alternate think, future, alternate universe, which they explicitly state in this one. They're like, it's an alternate world where maybe it didn't happen like that. Yeah. I think that, that first dream is supposed to be the Lois Lane thing is relating to in the future, Lois Lane is like murdered by dark side. And that's what turns Superman, Superman evil. So as we were seeing in that, in that nightmare sequence, essentially in both versions in the cyborg one, and then the Batman vision, it's like this future where they're saying that like Lois Lane is the key to keeping Superman chill. essentially like good, I yeah. guess. Chill. Yeah. And chill. Yeah. Cause they also set up like, I mean, this is the, this is kind of random, but they set up the fact that Lois Lane is pregnant pretty did you guys notice that that she's nah. pregnant with Superman's child? Wait. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wait, she I did hear the drawer, and there's a pregnancy test. Oh yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was like that. And it was called force majeure, which is really <laughs> hilarious. This, uh, yeah. This well, I, I, well, I, I don't think I was trying to like pick it apart or anything, or be like, ah, oh, this. But I felt like there was a lot of tonally things that I was like, ah, yeah. this isn't working for me. This is kind of weird. Uh, like, and then and like, um, and I felt like some storylines weren't totally fleshed out where if we're going by just what's in the movie, I assume it's gotta be deeper, but if we're going by just what's in the movie, cyborg is pissed because his dad didn't show up to his game and he hates him for the rest of the fucking movie. And he's like, and he's like, you mother, like I am seething right now. I hate you. You are a piece of trash. And, uh, and it's just like, 
dude, like, I assume that, okay, he must have just never been there. I'm going to assume that even though you looked into the stands and you're surprised to not see him there. So it's, it seems like it's not an, like, no, I, I think know. you're being no with that storyline. I think is that he doesn't show up to him. Yeah, He's not she, there for him. It, it, it was explicitly stated in the car ride before his mom dies. Like to me, I'm like, I buy it because it's like. He's a kid. First of all, he's probably 21, 22. And he's like, dude, my dad, like his dad's there, but he never shows up, never pays him any mind. And like, that is like such validation for kids and everything. And then, and so he never does. And then like, it's his big, huge game. He freaking kills. He does amazing in it. And like, he wasn't there to see him or do or care. It's like, it's saying he doesn't care about him. And then like, and then he gets in a car crash. His mom dies. So that, that alone could be the reason he's so like upset with the world and unfair and like how people deal with that crazy amount of grief. He loses almost all his limbs or all of them. And, and so it's yeah, like, that was great. So in the that, show, he's got like half body, half thing. He has like half a face. He's like torso. Yeah. Half of human face. Yeah. That was pretty cr- Like when you see him like up on the wall, when you see just like the, t- the, his neck area and his head, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. And so it's like, I think you, I mean, depending on the person, a lot of people would probably be pretty annoyed and upset at life if I lost all my limbs and I'm like, and now I'm half computer, half supercomputer. That's the other big thing. Also, his father I have transforming all the pain. Him into the- yeah. Man. And he has all the pain of his, of his life. Uh, hello. My mom just died. Uh, it's not like I'm like, eh, but everything's pretty cool. Cause I'm supercomputer. It's also like, and to me, that's also the interesting thing of it. It's like, he is almost, he's like, very close to being like a version of like Dr. Manhattan in a uh, 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 watchman. Have you guys? Yeah. I like that. And it's like, to me, that's why I think that character is like how they portrayed it. Like that. He's an insane supercomputer. Like he, he is beyond, he's basically like he has quantum computing power. He has more computing power than exists on planet earth currently put together because he has that alien technology. So it's like, he has now the burden of, of he's a he's a god among men like among all of planet earth but more so than like wonder woman who can only be in one place at one time or more so than superman even in some ways because he can be everything everything in our lives is networked everything in our lives is connected like you saw he comes and meets wonder woman every light every everything in the street is dark and when he leaves he lets it come back online and it's like our LED lights and the street lights are networked. Like he is everything and can do and be everything. So I feel like his burden of like depression and trying to figure out what do I want to do in my life? Like it's, it's very existential and like Dr. Manhattan, it's just like, Oh, I can just change matter. Like uh, what? I could I, just change I this matter. In regards to that though, it, with this kid, I think maybe I just didn't like the acting. Plus he's, or, plus he's like a 20 year one, old dude. Like you were like, we were so dumb and angsty back then. Like, come on. You know, anyway. I mean, I don't think I was ever that pissed at every, I feel, I just feel like mom it was just. didn't die and you didn't get turned into a cyborg. <laughs> no, but I mean like with him, I feel like when you're talking about Dr. Manhattan, it's like, if you go through those changes, it's like, wouldn't that sort of affect your take on the world of like where Dr. Manhattan was like, you know, nothing really matters. It's all one thing. And he's just like, this kid's just like constantly just, he's just the angsty, angsty kid. And it just felt like a CW show of just this kid who's just pissed and he's just 
oh, I'm pissed all the time. And it's like, I wanted more depth. Joe, what do you think? Do you think this guy's a <laughs> pussy or what? Do <laughs> you think he's just an angry well, one? It's one interesting because this is the, your point, Liam, is probably the most contrarian of what the general consensus is, which is just really interesting to hear. Like a lot of the biggest takeaway that people are saying from about the Just League Snyder Cut is how it kind of restores the the storyline for Cyborg that was cut out of the original Justice League one. Yeah, because really? like how, yeah. how this movie is like a cyborg oriented movie. And that's like the nice thing about it, about because, how they actually flesh out his backstory. Because in and the original the one, Flash, in the original one, doesn't he not uh, even do the compute? Like he doesn't take the unity like, right? He does, but there's no backstory really. It's kind of just like he's a machine who exists and he's he's trying to figure out what his powers are. It's basically like the the whole conflict with the father and the and the mother passing away. You never see any of that really. Like you see that he's a little bit angry at his father for transforming him into into cyborg essentially. But it kind of just is accepted. It's like, oh, he's just this kid that lives in an apartment and is kind of hiding away from society. So you don't get any sort of backstory as, as to why he feels that way and what like what this transformation means to him. And although I can see Liam that like you're saying, it's kind of like one note. I think a product of that is it's like trying to cram in an origin story really quickly. So it's like distilling it down to the most basic, like this is why he's angry at the world essentially. And what his, what he has to overcome to now become like a superhero essentially. So I can see like why you'd be disappointed in, in not being fully fleshed out, but it, it's interesting. Like as a comparison point, it's like much more developed. There's actually, you have context for his mm. feelings in this movie, similarly to the flash, which is like another big character that at least like the flash, even oh more my. so I feel like gets a lot better. Um, like portrayal in this movie than in the original justice league. Like but you, dude, have, you don't yeah. like the flash. No, no, no. I like it. Oh, okay. I think his origin story, because they put it in this movie, it's like they put the cart before the horse for me. I'm like, this is the movie where they all team up, where he's maybe we know something about Barry or something. And it's like, so then at the end of the movie and it's like, and they put the scenes together. What they did was he goes back to his dad in prison and he's like, hey, dad, I finally got in with a a, a detective like unit. You know, it's the lowest one, but I'm going to be in criminal justice and criminal law, like, you know, learning stuff about detective stuff. And we're going to finally solve your case. And I'm like, because he has to, because that's where uh, uh, the flash works in his whole like that's where he works just like superman works at the daily planet or the daily bugle daily planet daily uh, planet yeah 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 that's Spider-Man. daily bugle sounds what is the what is daily, daily bugle that's, that's spider-man that's spider-man, spider-man. spider-man. Okay, works okay. There. Yeah, i need those pictures and so i'm like what this now makes no sense you just uh helped batman and also the whole planet the whole world and uh and everybody by doing using your power and doing some awesome stuff batman couldn't hook you up with the best lawyers that Gotham and Metropolis have to offer, give me a break. Or because just, or then, just, or get just him pay out. him out. Yeah, get him out in one second, like he gets people out of Arkham. He has hookups, dude. He knows the commissioner Gordon. He knows everybody. How about or and then on top of that, so that's okay. I immediately thought that. But then the very next scene is Batman saying, Superman's like, gee whiz, how'd you get the house? Uh, you know, this, you know, what, fifty-five thousand dollars house and what a half a million dollar farm how'd you get it i bought the bank yeah it's like, which was like he you has, didn't have to do that you, you, you certainly just bought did the house. i know <laughs> but okay cool that's a fun comic booky thing but what in the 
earth he couldn't help burying his freaking poor dad who's like probably not like, a he's, fair point. he's a only fair wanted point. for murder i'm like he couldn't do this like what and so it just made his and but the thing is that's his whole origin story and so that's in his world and in his comic that's what he needs to work toward and so of course he works that he gets to hear like on the you know police beat what's going on and you know he kind of meddles in those affairs and it's like kind of like dexter in that way that he's but he's being a superhero and also hearing what's going on in the police but it's like now it makes no sense it's just like just okay batman by the police bureau <laughs> like yeah, you can the buy the bank. It's the conundrum of like so having these intimate like internal <laughs> stories happening at the same time you have these world changing events that yeah. they are able to conquer and solve together. Yeah. So yeah, I what? can see that. So the one thing that I would say they do well for the Flash, one is like the setup of the character at the coffee shop where she saves yeah, Iris West, which is the woman in the car, which they cut out of the original Justice League movie. So yeah. the original, so this one, at least you see his powers on display. You see his like quirkiness. You see his personality. Yeah, You see kind of like good. his struggle connecting with people like on a, on a just a person to person level. In the original, in the Justice League cut, how they were show his powers is him drawing a secretly drawing a mustache on like this tough guy. Like, uh, like he's the guy like kind of pokes fun at him and then he quickly draws a mustache and it's a joke or whatever. It's like yeah. a one-off. And, but the main thing I think that they do well is the ending actually the whole like setup in that like Steppenwolf, you know, uh, base storyline, mm-hmm. like in the original justice league movie in 2017, he has nothing to do. All he does, they assign him to go rescue Russian villagers like around this, around the complex. Uh, yeah. And he just like spends the entire time doing that. And he's like, kind of like just thrown away essentially. Yeah. And this one, he has the critical beat of like actually saving everybody. Like that moment of him, like she turning, like reversing time yeah. and saving everybody and like building up his speed to this, like fast and light speed level. Like none of that is in the original justice league movie. So he has like nothing to do really as far as being part of the team. Like he's kind of just like a throwaway, like he saves people like while the rest of the heroes are doing like the main thing in the storyline. So it's at least it gives him something to do that's critical to the mission to communicate. Like what this movie does, I think really well is it really sells like the team effort of the Justice League, which the other movie does not like the other movie really feels like you have all these individuals kind of doing their own tasks, Mm. but they're not working together. So at yeah. least in this movie, there is the element of like in the first like battle in the complex that's in under Gotham City, it's like they're all kind of doing their own separate things a little bit. And that kind of screws up kind of their ability to battle Steppenwolf. But in that finale, you actually feel like there is like a coming together, like a unity of them all like working together and doing the tasks needed to do to accomplish like the goal of defeating Steppenwolf. So it mm. is successful in that regard as a comparison, you know, I think. Yeah, I think I think they I definitely I haven't seen the the original, but I, I do feel like I got the idea that they were all working together. I think that it, and things I did like uh, the the like action. A lot of the action scenes were pretty dope um, for even just like when Flash was running out and he like just puts his finger to the door and it like the glass shatters in yeah. a really cool way mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. I was like that's super uh, entertaining and fun. And it was cool to see them just like uh, incorporate the team. I was like trying to look forward and be like, oh, is there, are there, are they going to introduce these other characters or just nah? And they didn't. And, uh, (laughs) but then, but yeah, I think, I think over, uh, then it just came back to moments where I was just like, 
wait, what? Like, like Superman's mom, like Superman didn't have his mom financially covered or something like you're Superman. And if anything happens to you, your mom will lose her house. And that's a big plot point is that your mom lost her house because she can't. That just seems so bizarre to me that I was like, but no also, one's taking care of her. That's it. Yeah, that's true. But also, you think I guess it's like, but I'm Superman. I'll always, I'll like, I'm gonna outlive her beyond you know anything, and there's no way I'll ever die. So I can always take care of her. Like, but that's was not that an his issue. idea? Did it, well, I feel just, like his no, idea was like anything saying. could happen. You know, <laughs> did you set yeah. up like, she, it's already almost happened? Yeah, did you set up a little bit though with with Lois explaining that that when when Superman comes back and the house is gone. Lois does explain to him that your mom was very prideful and didn't want to share that she was having financial problems with, with anybody. Even though he can tell when people are lying because he can see their pulse and their heartbeat, but okay. You know, I mean, it's like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she could cover it up. Yeah. I'm sure he's just like, mom, I just looked at your heart. Why is it raising? (laughs) But, oh, but that was something funny. I know. Oh, oh, I don't want to know mom. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think like, I think also like, uh, it, that was one thing ah, I kind of feel conflicted on it with the flash thing of like him, you know, doing the, like going back in time. I thought that was cool that they use that power basically, because it's like, I feel like we don't, a lot of times we don't get to see the cool powers. Also, I liked, um, Superman actually used his ice breath, which I never, ever see. They never use that power. When did he do that? He was, uh, next to, um, the big bad guy, uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, Steppenwolf. And he, he, his big axe thing or whatever he has, he oh, like yeah, turned yeah, yeah. and he froze it and then it was able to bust. And I was like, oh, finally, like he never uses that power. And then, uh, Aquaman's, uh, what sister or whatever. Oh, Mira. Say. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, she, so, that, so she's really, she's critical in the Aquaman standalone movie. Okay. When she's they, like a love, she's a love interest actually. So oh, just to be his, clarified, his, not the his sister. Lover. <laughs> All right, my bad. His lover. She's also like a, uh, um, well, I guess like, that didn't uh, come across as a loveiner. She's also like a princess in uh, the in the in like general or she's a princess or general or she's like a higher up person in the Aqua. Okay, kingdom. In, what's the what's Atlantis, that kingdom called? Atlantis. Atlantis, the Atlantean yeah. kingdom. Okay. She's like one of the top echelon people, but she essentially aids Aquaman in the Aquaman movie. Okay, it doesn't really matter. Basically, to 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 fulfill his destiny of being the king of Atlantis, essentially. Yeah, I guess that uh that tension that you know tension on screen didn't come across in this movie <laughs> since I thought he was his sister. <laughs> okay, they have a platonic relationship. They seem cool. They seem like buds. They give each other knuckles. <laughs> no, but uh, like when she tries to water bend that guy's blood out of his body, that was so cool though. And like, and that's an added scene I think in, in yeah, this yeah. that didn't happen because it's darker and crazier. But I was like, that's pretty awesome. Like they, so I liked that they used like the awesome powers that these guys have, but like for the flash one, it's kind of like, I feel like you should save that for like two movies later, you know, like, but again, if they're kind of doing everything kind of hodgepodge, it's like, yeah, who cares? Throw it in this one. Everything in the kitchen sink. Like this is a sick power. Like let's do his time travel power. Yeah. I mean, it it, it does pose the question over like, if there's any sort of issue that they don't solve, can't he just go back in time and fix and do a different pass at it essentially? Yeah. Well, I kept thinking about like him and cyborg together are kind of like, if they always work together, they'll always be pretty invincible because Cyborg can just do anything with technology and stuff. Wow. And, if, and they have the energy, like his energy. And it's just like, if he, if they ever need to like do a little bit of a redo, it's just, yeah, Flash, hey, bring us back a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> a little, I mean, they do a good job of setting up that like the weakest, <laughs> I mean, this is not a good job, but this, the weakest member of the team is definitely Batman. 
Like, yeah. he, <laughs> like during the whole entire like last battle sequence, he just is kind of like roaming around, like knocking off one off, you know, yeah. parademon characters. But yeah, he's not really can't really be that involved into the actual like Steppenwolf battle because he would get straight up destroyed. You know, <laughs> he's like the, uh, when they get to Steppenwolf's like hideout, and he's like. The, all right, let's do this. This is why I brought you together. And then he gets into his jet and it kind of looks like he's just taken off. He's like, <laughs> I'm out of here because I will die. Yeah, you guys this are is good. What, I did my part bringing you guys here. Now you do your part. But then yeah. he like went and tried to shoot some people. What did you guys think of um, the Steppenwolf, the big bad in the movie? And and Darkseid, which is actually like added into this movie. It's funny since Darkseid is actually in it and we hear him talk, it's like like Steppenwolf already has an insanely deep raspy voice yeah, mm-hmm. that they like make, you know, and then now they're like, but we got to go one deeper. <laughs> it's like, you know, dark side. It's like, Oh my gosh. Like, it is a little hard to tell the difference between the, what, who these two, like, what are they actually, what I mean, you don't understand that one, the you understand the power dynamics between the two, yeah. but they feel very similar as far as like skill sets. Right. They don't feel that unique. At least yeah. when that doesn't know the comic books and doesn't really know yeah. what they do. Well, especially cause we saw dark side in a war that he's already lost against, you know, earth. They were showing that they were like amping it up to be like, this dude is basically unbeatable. And then they're like, except for this one time where here, check this out. And it's like, they, the, the, the human, the like, or the earthlings really fucking did well. Like they did not, it was not like I thought it was going to be like we barely made it out with our lives, but no, with Zeus was there and he was just blasting fucking people. And I was I, w- I was expecting it to be like we barely made it out, but it was just like by a hair. And it was like, no, they pretty much handled them very easily. And yeah. I was I was surprised at that. And so I don't maybe it's because I don't know these uh, DC comic world that much, but it's like that felt like a huge plot hole to me was that. Dark side. So he had this epic battle on earth and he lost, he got, you know, he got it handed to him and he had to fly away. He had to fly away in shame. And it's like, and he forgot where that happened. Yeah. yeah, So, so his little guy has to go out and be like, dude, I've, I've searched a hundred. Like, he's like, we've destroyed like a hundred thousand planets and stuff. I cannot find that place where I lost that (laughs) battle. And it's just like, dude's like, I think I found it boss. It's like, what the you like your worst defeat ever and you're just like i just buried it in my memory i'm dark side i forgot man i it was just oh, yeah, too painful that, that to think about happen. <laughs> yeah like, that's what i sir and, we lost yeah. half our armada there and your shoulder is half you know attached because <laughs> i guess in the logic of the movie it's like yeah he has this battle right and then it's thousands of years later or whatever even hundreds of thousands of years later whatever it is um yeah. And then the mother boxes are able to call out to like send a signal out essentially. And that's what Steppenwolf picks up on in the universe and then arrive, teleports there and is able to pick them up. It's like the only reason they're able to find it earth again is because of the mother boxes sending a signal out to Steppenwolf and he happens to hear it. Right. That I'm guessing that that's kind of what they explained yeah. to me. Right. Yeah. So it is a little yeah. confusing as and to so- why like dark side wasn't using all of his to energy to eventually get back to this planet and find these mother boxes and I guess the anti-life equation, which Steppenwolf discovers as well on earth in some way. But also like, what did you think? I think that was a big addition to this as opposed to the other one, the original cut or whatever of the opening sequence. what did you think of that? Superman's final scream. Ah, and it was like the shot heard around the world, you know, so much better than the original sequence in justice league. It's like, I mean, I thought it sets up at least, 
the impact of the death of Superman really well. I mean, we, we felt that, I guess, in the, if you watched the first movie, but if you didn't, or, or you just, you forgot about it. I think it does set up like the stakes of like, like Superman dying. It does transform kind of how the universe might respond to, to earth essentially. So it sets up that nicely and just connects all the different worlds that we're going to go to. Like it sets up Atlantis and Themyscira where the Amazons are really well with, with the, you know, Gotham and, um, what's, what's Superman's area called? Metropolis. 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 Yeah. So it says it connects all the dots of like where we're going to go, which is yeah. nice, like as an opening. Yeah. Um, versus this, like the original, I don't for the original Justice League, it's like a really like bad, like just, or, uh, like CGI, like Batman fighting off one, like goon who's robbing like this rich person's house and then attracting a parademon to like find out who these creatures are. It's like a really simple scene, but it does not like set up the world at all. And it feels like so CGI, like, or, like it feels really shot, like on a soundstage in the corner of yeah. somewhere. Dang. So it has like no scope to it. So this one definitely feels a lot bigger and more expansive. Yeah. what do you think about that scene? Like the opening, like echo of his scream and stuff. That was pretty cool. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't, it didn't leave a very lasting uh, impression on me. I think there was a lot of, I kept forgetting if, um, if, or, or, or like trying to figure out if this was a, like a, a, one of those scenes where they start at the end and then they flash back to show you how they got there. Or mm. if this was the beginning at the end of another movie and we are, we're already supposed to remember it. Cause I had, I haven't seen Batman versus Superman in so long. So I was like, yeah is this the end of that or are they is this where they're starting it and they're gonna then show us so i was trying to like just figure out what was happening for a lot of yeah the movie yeah i feel like a lot of the oh, superman stuff was kind of i don't know if sloppy is the right thing but just kind of like what because like then they bring him back and reanimate him and he's like i know nothing all i know is you're a threat and i'm gonna kill you and fight you and he's basically homelander from the boys uh no and then but then it's like all it takes is just a little time with lois and now he's like what the what do you mean ma i remember everything yeah it's me of course it's just your your boy me it's like so then how is i mean how is lois gonna be the key or how would we ever turn back evil even if she gets killed it's like what he's gonna turn back to his monster zombie self like what like i don't know it just seems like no he already we got him back he's apparently his exact same self so with all his memories back so it, no there's no I way i think that it was uh with cyborg being like this uh basically uh god now he's he's got this god level uh like ability of alien super intelligence and whatnot he can control everything but also his auto self-defense system is like, <laughs> there's a really, really super strong being shoot at it, shoot at it. And he can't not do that. He yeah. will, his body is set up to where it will shoot at whatever is like, Oh, that's registered as a very strong being. All right. Antagonize it. <laughs> like it's just like, yeah, it should have been set up earlier for like, what? like he has control over everything, but for some reason his system can just suddenly like, to start Freak shooting out. things yeah, yeah. yeah shoot at his friends <laughs> there's when <laughs> when his dad's like explain or when they're going over cyborg's thing and he's like and son like what would you have me do i had to save your life 
And while I was in there, I decided to make you a god as well. And it was just like I decided to dude, use you didn't like you didn't have to go that far. <laughs> like he was like, while I was tinkering around and uh like I had to save your life, what was I to do? I'm your father. But I, I had mean, to while experiment I was in there, I had on to you make, to turn yeah. you into a freaking ma- the the most powerful being in all of creation. It's also his dad is not. Yeah, we I know they try to make it like oh wow like emotional narration and stuff. It's like and so we kind of get endeared to him. But it's like his dad is not a good dude. His dad is truly a mad scientist who is just like who takes an experimental alien object that they that apparently the Nazis had at one point. I guess they discovered they dug it up. I in the worst in the worst that was so bad like when the humans are hiding the box and it's just no, like a three, a three foot hole <laughs> that's what i was gonna say yeah it's like oh so it's cyborgs like, yeah it's like well it's like the three boxes went to the three people atlantis they put it in a crazy thing underwater guarded by all the craziest finest technology that the aqua you know that atlantis has to offer okay the amazons they put it in there they build an entire structure around it and have like it moving with laser beams shooting at it then all their guards like stand guard around it 20 over thousand years these guards are just waiting yeah, you know standing. for this one with moment their bows <laughs> just like because like according to their customs and traditions is how each race guards it and then they give it to the mankind they dig a three-foot hole and drop it in and walk away it's like what <laughs> that and was Cyborg mankind's custom and the tradition same thing no he's like i keep it in a duffel on my like on my beat <laughs> Well, no, because he goes to his cemetery and he's like, I've got to protect this. All right. Dig a tiny uh, little hole, put it in. Wait, when was that? Up. Wait, what? When he goes, to visit his, he goes to visit his grave, doesn't he? His, Isn't that what he does? Yeah, like his, I think that was another one of those things where I was like, what? Why? It, it's just continuously I felt like it was moments like that. Drew, it seems like you you seem to be the most – um. I guess experience with uh, or knowledgeable about uh, these these characters and and storylines. Did you did you thoroughly enjoy it? I did enjoy the movie. I, th- I think it's it's hard because like I have a comparison point of a movie that I really didn't enjoy, which mm. was the first Justice League, and yeah. I'm obviously like impressed of what they did to expand upon that with this. And so I'm coming into it like as a comparison point, as opposed to it being a fresh movie, which I think does change your perception of like it's it's a quality a little bit because if everything's new to you, you're not having to like, like, well, this is better than the last thing. It's just Mm. like, it is what it is. So I think I'm trying to separate those two things. So one, I think it's way better than the first one. Like that's one thing. And then secondarily, I think there are a lot of like, I think overall, I really enjoyed the experience of watching the movie. Obviously there are like plot holes. I think we've addressed that like, and most of it is like the small scale, like intimate stuff, which I think that Snyder is maybe not the best at like articulating in a complex way. Like, I think that's kind of a, a through line through a lot of his movies where it's like very basic kind of like one note, easy to explain, like very like on the surface, emotional things that can kind of like introduce you to a character, but don't necessarily like reflect a complexity. So I think that's just maybe one mm-hmm. of his, like not his strengths. Like obviously he's a great visual storyteller, but on the intimate like character based level, like, things can be a little bit more like one note, which we've kind of touched upon. It's like not the most complex like iteration of something. Um, so that's the point. There are flaws with the movie. Like I think there are ways in which it could have, it could still be better. Um, but I think overall, yeah, I, overall I enjoyed like the ride of the movie and thought yeah. like visually I was definitely engaged throughout. I thought the length is pretty impressive. 
like the the length not feeling as long as it actually is. I think is an impressive. Um, Did you watch it in one sitting? I watched it in one sitting and I actually started watching. The funny thing is I started watching it again to watch the Justice's Gray version. I don't know if you guys oh have seen this. Oh my gosh. It's they in- released like a black and white version of the movie, which was that just came out this past weekend, essentially. And Snyder has said that this is like how he originally would want to project the movie, which would not be commercial at all. Right. But it is interesting, you know, if you want to, as like an artist, like really going full out, like having the Academy ratio too. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. I I was freaking out at the beginning. I had to Google it. I was like, is my screen missed? Like, why is my screen not feeling it? Did I do a setting wrong? Cause I had like tried to get, I did it on the monitor. Did you guys get like weird little static things throughout watching it? No. At all? Oh, Cause I've never experienced that on my, we had randomly, there was like little, like tiny glitches. And I, I was uh, like, is this purposely put in to, I don't know, make, maybe it's my TV. No, no. But the four, three oh. thing is on purpose. And that's just yeah. because like originally, and it's, it's weird because I think, I think it is weird when you first watch it, you get used to it. So that's, that's one yeah. thing. I think you eventually like you forget that that's the aspect ratio. I think it does do interesting things for like the vertical compositions of these heroes, which is why Snyder did it. Like there's a reason why he wanted to make everything like one, three, three to one, which is the Academy ratio, like the black bars and the sides as opposed to like top and bottom, which is what you usually see like in movies. Mm -hmm. And it's just because like he wanted to be able to frame them in like these hero stances, like really tall vertically, like in how he wanted to project them. And also because his original intention was for like IMAX screens when he framed everything on set. So like, that's what an IMAX screen looks like. Actually, when you watch it, you just can't tell because the black bars aren't visible to you when you're watching the movie. Um, So like that was how he originally framed the movie for that is how it's projected to us here, which is like interesting because obviously we're not watching it in an IMAX theater at home. So it's like, does it really mean the same thing here as it does there? You know, that's, I guess, it's a psychological thing. I, I don't really know for sure, but I think it does work in the sense of like, of how the composition to work for the characters. I think it is interesting. Although I do I think it is a bad thing. If people are like, is my setting wrong? Am I TV is distracting you? Cause you're not <laughs> used to it. It's like, as a practical purpose, is it, is it the best thing for a home viewing experience? I don't know. It's just a weird mixture. It feels like this weird kind of hodgepodge sort of mixture where it's like, we've got the Snyder kind of desaturated, like nothing has much color. It's like, for me, the place that would work is I guess in uh, Aquaman's world because he's one either up in Iceland apparently or down. Oh man, in, you are in you're the ocean. surprised that that Aquaman it's is probably the, it's the most vibrant movie. It's <laughs> oh like, my gosh! It's like the most. Yeah, I, Aquaman's like is similar to this. Like the plot is a little bit nonsensical. Like the dialogue, how it's written, is not that great. But like visually, it's like amazing, Dang. and also it's just like fun. It's like a which fun, is, just like jaunt. Yeah. Essentially. Oh, which really? is cool yeah, because yeah. like it's under under the sea. Like there's you know a lot of cool life forms there. Like I feel like you could do a lot of cool stuff. But like, the like big set piece is a giant drumming octopus. Like yeah. that's <laughs> that's like the giant battle at the end. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with the voice yeah. the voice of the octopus is Julie Julie Andrews. So Mary Poppins is doing the voice no. of this giant octopus. Yes, this is the end of the movie. You're not are you messing with us? No, I'm not. That's the end this of the movie. This sounds you, do you realize this. how insane this sounds? Yeah, but it's it, it works actually. I think it's a fun movie. It's the like the final I would battle it. is a drumming octopus isn't, voiced by Julie. It's not Andrews. drumming, but it's a giant octopus, you know. 
There are drumming octopuses in I it, think though. Like, there's a, yeah, they took that from Little Mermaid, isn't it? Yes. Under the sea, isn't there a yes. drum, literal drumming yes. octopus? I mean, it's or pretty wild. Fish, like, the, yeah, the characters, like, there's these giant, like, half fish characters, like, because they explore these different, like, creatures of mm. undersea things. Um, and then, like, there are people, like, riding sharks and, like, dolphins as they fight each other uh, and stuff. Yeah. It's that's, it's it's pretty ridiculous, but it, it works like tonally because it's consistent. That's funny, yeah. So it's not it doesn't that's feel awesome. like this movie at all. It's not like dark and dreary at all, you know, yeah. or moody. I want to watch that one. That <laughs> sounds awesome. I think DC has an opportunity to go more, yeah, more dark, like, especially with a lot of these characters. I mean, they put the Joker with Robin in there at the end. It's like, I mean, you could go crazy dark with that. You could do like, you could go really, like I was saying earlier, philosophical, I think with a lot of these ones. And so it would be more, you know, more Watchmen-esque, more all these things. And it's like, you know, be the anti-Marvel then, like if you want, like, because like, you know, one, you already saw that, oh, uh, uh, Deadpool worked and it was R-rated. It's like, okay, fine. Then, yeah, like, let's see, maybe go that way. Go more actually heady, actually, like, super interesting like that. Because, But what's happening is I know they won't do that because they're like, we need to make money. So we need it. We're scared and we want it available to all audiences from age six to, you know, 60 or whatever. Instead of, like, a little older, like 17 and up, you know. But I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. And I also feel like it becomes this weird mismatched thing of like, uh, part of the forces making this movie want to make it, you know, uh, dark and, and grim and, you know, bloody and gory and cussing. And then part of the forces that are making the movie, the money people and stuff are like, but we need it to be available for everyone. So please don't do that too much. And then it just makes it like, neither and so not as good yeah they're like and trying I, to copy like christopher nolan style uh batman i felt and then then they throw in like cutesy stuff where they're like uh wonder woman just totally like ru- ruins a bank and then the next scene she's at her work and they go what'd you do this weekend she goes nothing interesting <laughs> and and i think some of those things work like because the comics are like that you know the comics they'll be like they'll say so many snarky things and so many whatever like, like, like little like one-liners style and it works because it's I mean, all continuously through you know i agree in the sense that like sometimes there feels like there's a conflict of tone a little bit but i do feel like this movie, I don't know if that's as much a problem with this movie in in this case. Um, just because I think that they do have these little like quips that sometimes don't that fall flat, obviously, and stuff. But I do think that it is appropriate, even within a dark, gritty world, to like have somewhat of like these jokes inserted yeah. or like a lightness so that's not all like one note essentially throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it's like it's complicated because I think that I think the movie like again, it's one of those things where I think this movie totally works a lot better than the than the Whedon version of it, where it feels even more like conflicted over like the darkness of the characters with like these like really broad like jokes essentially that don't really have anything to do with the movie itself. And so I, I'm torn in that regard. I don't, I don't know. It's like I didn't mind when when like Bruce Wayne quips like to the Flash, like when Flash asks, "What's your superpower?" and he's like, "I'm rich." You know, like I, I kind of don't mind that, like yeah. kind of winking about That's that comic kind of stuff. Bookie, yeah, 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 yeah. So, what were, what were your guys' like overall? What were your guys' overall? I mean, we kind of delved in this a little bit, but overall, like, what were your takeaways? As people that are probably maybe, it seems like I'm the highest, like the highest on it. Sam is somewhere in the middle, and Liam is, you know, yeah, down low. <laughs> I think I think it's uh, it's entertaining as far as 
four hours go. I agree with you, Drew, that it was uh, when I was starting it, especially at the beginning when I was like not feeling it that much. And I was like, okay, we've got another three and a half hours. I was like, dear God. And it, and it went by and it was entertaining. Um, and there was a lot of parts where I was like, uh, what, like, what's going on with this? That's kind of goofy. But um, for the most part, I was entertained the whole time. And for a four hour movie, that's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I think I, it, it, at points it just felt like it was, it was like, okay, well, we got to have this make sense. So just like, just, just do this, just make that the thing. And it's like, well, that is very strange. Like that uh, cyborg would just take a shot at him for no reason. But so I, but overall, I would say it was entertaining. It's worth the watch. I would say it's worth the watch. Yeah. Which I, I, I think I agree. Yeah. It's worth the watch. I was, yeah, I was also entertained and, um, and enjoyed it seeing like superheroes do cool stuff. And it was, so it was fun in a, in a lot of ways. It's like a, it's like a freaking expendables movie or something where it's like, yeah, it was more close to that, I think. And then it inspired, like it made me think about, wow, how cool could it be? Like I was saying earlier, like, I think you could have an awesome, like, I think you could have a really cool cyborg movie, a really cool flash movie, you know, some other ones, but it's like, I know they're not going to do that. So I'm not a, and a really cool Martian Manhunter movie that would be you could make one of the coolest, but I, they're not gonna. I'm pretty sure. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. When this movie came out originally, if they had kept this cut somewhat intact, and like our perception of the villain side of things with Steppenwolf and Darkseid being more fleshed out, it's weird now because we had obviously um, like Thanos and Marvel who had kind of a similar like ethos. But like the opposite of it, where it's like, I'm going to destroy half of humanity in order to, or half the universe in order to save the other half and actually allow us to live. But it's like a similar thing where I'm like going to conquer everything. It's weird. Like, will we think that like now watching Steppenwolf and Dark, and Dark Side, it feels like very redundant to us. Do you think it would be, we'd feel differently if we were watching it first before we saw the whole Thanos storyline of like the, the snapping of the fingers and like just taking over worlds and stuff? Mm. I feel like even in, in Marvel's thing with Thanos, it, it was even more, it was just more interesting that it was like, yeah, there are two sides to this and of like, yeah, these guys think it's evil, but he's, I can see why he's doing it. And as to where in this one, dark side just seemed like I'm evil. I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. Cause I'm a bad guy and I want to conquer. And yeah, so it yeah. seemed like it just seemed, um, it seemed like a just normal villain as to where I thought Thanos's take was, was kind of interesting and, and, and unique for the greater good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it too is, is an unfair comparison because Marvel from way back, they're like, okay, now we're going to start setting up the entire infinity gauntlet, uh, Mm -hmm. like whole, uh, plot and over many, many movies. So that's, dozens of hours you know that they yeah. get yeah. to set it up whereas it's not a fair comparison because this is like boy i gotta put like because we're saying like man there's missing stuff they didn't flesh out this or that or that and it's like you guys it was a four hour movie like if he fleshed all that out it'd be a 10 hour movie you know like so it's like that's what i want i, I think it's unfair <laughs> like you know to compare because it's like he couldn't you can't put it all in like there's too much it would need to be everything gets its own movie but they weren't prepared to do that like we said so i think that's it i guess last question would you watch justice league 2 after seeing this movie Woo! yeah 
Yeah, I'd definitely. I'd watch. You want to see Snyder come back and do another movie? Oh, a Snyder version? Yeah, the Snyder verse. Oh, I don't know. Enter the like Snyder see the version? sequel this movie sets up essentially. You know, well, with this potential nightmare scenario or whatever. Yeah, I still would. I mean, it's like, oh man, we're gonna here we go again, kids. Like it's gonna be kind of like X Men, kind of like some other ones. Oh, Marvel as well, like the Marvel without X Men as well, where it's like. It, it, once you get into these big plot points, you have to have time travel or else it's just like, no, Spider-Man's really dead and that's it. You know, like he can mm-hmm. never have another comic, you know, so it's like you have to have time travel or multiple of them or whatever. So I, I guess it's like, yeah, but who cares? I'll, I'll see what they do. How? What's their take on time travel? Yeah, I'll check it out. Like, let me see what happens, you know. <laughs> Man, that weird thing with the the Joker at the end where and they were like, it was like, are you still glad we brought him? And I'd be like, no, he, why did you guys, why did you guys have the Joker on your team? He is a bad dude. He is always going to ruin you. Yeah. It's also one of those. Yeah. What do you think? Although that last, that, that last sequence or just overall. Overall. And, and uh, if you'd see Justice League Two, I, I definitely would watch Justice League Two. I mean, it's you, there's only so many big spectacle movies like this, so it's like you kind of just tune in when they come out because they just are a nice ride and escapism, you know, for you. So I definitely check it out. I mean, I think I like Snyder's visual style, so I'll always be interested in that. Um, as far as like the the last nightmare sequence, I agree. It's like I, it's kind of I don't necessarily want to see them do bad Superman again. We already got that in to a hint of this, we also got the conflict with Batman and Superman in Batman versus Superman. Like the concern that like, if there's a 1% chance that he could be evil, we have to destroy him. It's like, it feels redundant to have it be evil Superman again, you know? And it'd be nice to have a Superman movie where he's actually like the Superman we all kind of grew up with, where it's like a nice, like, like really like fighting for the good of humanity, like willing to sacrifice, I mean, he obviously is willing to sacrifice himself, but like, like not that dark edge to him. Like it's more of a pure Superman, I guess, would be kind of a more interesting take to not be redundant to the last movie. Mm. Um, so I would kind of, I don't know if I necessarily like the direction that they're setting up. Well, I like the team up of like Joker and Batman, potentially. It sounds interesting. I wasn't a huge fan of the line where he's like, I'll fucking kill you. It's even yeah, like, I know. It, it's just so weird when they were just trading inside. It's like, what is this? What yeah. kind of? And then it's like, but we brought him along. It's not like we met him out here on this like desert or whatever. Like, and we can't deal with him because we have a bigger thing to deal with. It's like, no, we just brought him along. And here's these guys. You should have heard them the whole car ride. Boy, they were back there <laughs> saying they're going to kill each other and that they they well i hurt your your best friend well i let your best friend bleed out in my arms it's just like okay like what the heck is this like that was weird like it seemed like it could, it could work for maybe like 10 minutes in a movie but it would get pretty old Jeez, i yeah. feel like for two hours of hearing batman and joker going back and forth about this but <laughs> which yeah which two things on that is uh one is well one on the superman thing like i thought they were going to set up bizarro at some point and that would be an interesting superman mm-hmm. plot mm-hmm. because he's exact he's just as powerful as superman so it's like oh good an actual match to him because he has his same freaking powers he's a kryptonian freak mm-hmm. as well but then uh also have you guys seen the trailer that recently dropped for the uh, uh, the new Suicide Squad by... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks cool. Looks good, James Gunn. James Gunn. Looks fun, yeah. Yeah, that like just speaking of all those kind of characters like Harley Quinn and, you know, Joker style and stuff. It's like, man, they really... To me, it looks like a big... Uh, you know, it's just like, oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy meets Suicide Squad, you know, with some... Uh, with an R rating, you know? 
it's yeah, more watchable when it's like much lighter like the the depths of of how they're the conflict between them all is a little bit more like is not it's like deep-seated hatred that spells out into like wanting to kill each other or it's it is but it's that, treated but, with a light tone yeah yeah. Right, because they're still like, "I'm gonna yeah. kill you. I'm gonna kill you. We're all gonna die. We're gonna blow up our heads." You know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I do think it's funny in the scenes uh, where you've got these powerful guys, like when the uh, Doom, what is his name, Bloodwolf or Hound? Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf right. shows up at the <laughs> Amazon's place, and whenever like a a creature or when Superman's fighting everybody else, when somebody's just like treating these already powerful beings, like they're just a bunch of kindergartners fucking them up so easy. That's just funny to me to just watch these people who are like always the top tier warriors. Yeah. It's like when, uh, in Marvel when Hulk is just smashing, I think. Yeah. 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 But it's like, yeah, Thor. Or he like, like, he tosses to- Thor around. Yeah, like, he's like, dish, 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 Yeah, like that's because he's like a god. And, and then just, Loki like, freaking. Destroying. Yes! That's how it feels. <laughs> yeah, finally. I think my takeaway is that um, from the Thor. Justice League is Thor Ragnarok is so freaking good and funny. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I feel like, yeah. Uh, who who would you be? Who would I? I guess we have to name who each other would be. Is it actually the characters in this movie, or can it be any Justice League character? If we explain why, fine, go. Okay. Do any Justice League character? It's yeah. fine. Let's okay, expand yeah. the universe. Let's let's this exactly. be this can be Justice League too. We're we're expanding upon it. So, hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. I think I I I don't know why. Uh, I think he's like a pretty suave dude, uh, but I I, could, I feel like also you just could look like him, Drew, uh, uh, as Green Arrow with like the goatee, <laughs> and like I could just see oh, yeah, yeah. like yeah. see that like from the cartoon guys when he's like uh, when he's got like blonde hair. I'm not talking about like the show Arrow because I didn't watch that really, and I oh I watched a few episodes and it was like very strange. But uh, yeah, so I would, I would I would peg you as a uh, a green arrow, and you're always talking mm-hmm. about bows, and uh, <laughs> so, and then Sam, um, I could see you probably as a uh, Green Lantern or a Martian Manhunter or a Batman. Nah, you're not. No, Batman's too like too grim. Yeah, too grim and, and too haunted. Like, but you do always have like contingency plans of how to kill us if we get out of hand. So it is bad. <laughs> um, Implant bombs in your brains. I would say, uh, I would say, uh, looks wise, you would be the Flash. Um, but uh, personality wise, you'd probably be. You'd, you know what? Probably be like. Uh, Yes, this is tough, man. This is this is the podcast where we bring up the hard questions. Um, I think I think I think it is. He could be like the the cartoon version of Superman because it's like he can be serious at times when he needs to be, but then he's just very yeah. jovial, you know. As well, I would say that. But he's I would also say like, that. you're kind of a team leader, though. So I think you have to insert that. Superman's uh, kind of a leader, not like Batman is like controlling everybody, but he leads by example, you know. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I would say that. And what do you put Those yourself? Are, yeah. And what do you put yourself? What about you? I want to hear what you do yourself before we yeah. give you what we think. I want to hear what you think about yourself, Liam. And then each person. Uh, who did we say I was? I said no, Aquaman. We said you. You got to say Oh, it. Aquaman. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
I mean, I feel like definitely when when you get into like Teen Titans area, more of a cyborg of just like loving to hang out and chill and and uh, he, like it, he was a t- like he his character in the cartoons is like just like a. He loves hanging out and just like chilling, and he's just like a broy dude. And he likes uh, pizza too, doesn't he? Oh, he, he loves all the pizza. Time. Yeah, yeah. And so so I don't know. There would there'd be that, or uh, but as maybe, um, maybe maybe a flash personality. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, you're not cyborg of this movie. Just pissed all the time at his dad. But I, but I can see. Yeah, I can see you being a cyborg. I will say they did not make that like Ben Affleck's like uh, costume. It made him look kind of chunky and kind of goofy. And when you're seeing all these awesome, like I don't know, mm. I think. Uh, like they were able to make he Flash's looked, uniform look pretty dope, which I think is like whenever you've got that weird hat on, like tough. the Captain America hat or whatever, it's always like, ah, oh, man, that's tough to look cool. And they did it. And Batman just, it, it always looked like his cheeks were kind of like coming out. <laughs> just yeah. Like, I th- yeah. I don't know. Dude, okay, wait. Did you guys, I feel like one last thing of like, was Ben Affleck's Batman like pretty just like, the least good performance in the whole thing. Can we all it was, agree it was, on that one? The thing is, I really liked that. <laughs> I really so liked weird. Batman in of even though the movie itself suffered, like Batman versus Superman. I actually really liked Ben Affleck's performance of Batman in that movie. I thought he was. I thought it was, but I thought it was very muted in this movie. Like in that movie, it's it was really interesting. I thought he did a good job showing the complexity of like the torture of being both Bruce Wayne and Batman and having yeah. to switch between those two sides of his personality. And like, it really, he exhibits like kind of his true self in that movie. Like Batman's like true identity is neither one. It's kind of like, that's like, they're both characters yeah. he plays. Yeah. And I thought that Ben Affleck actually played that, like that nice, that middle kind of true self really well in Batman versus Superman, like when he switches his personalities. But this movie, he doesn't do any of that because they, they kind of took away his whole entire edge mm-hmm. that he had in that movie. They kind of just make him a little bit more muted and like he's kind of one note, like feeling a little mopey about like what he had done and like trying to just be a positive force. And so there's less like kind of like yeah going on with him. So, yeah, I do feel like it's he's the most boring part of this movie. And then like, say. yeah, actually, it's reminding me of all the crap of it of like and then like the suave billionaire known playboy is like. Oh, oh teehee, oh, a Wonder Woman. I touched the mouse at the same time. No, no, you go. No, you go. It's like, what? Like, what is... I know they're trying to set up some, like, cute little thing or whatever, and... It's like, huh? they like, oh, Batman was too dark. Like, people, like... Because the thing is... Yeah. Batman was was a reaction to Man of Steel being... T- they're, them causing all that destruction and, like, uh, all that loss of life. So they purposely, in Batman or Superman, make it so, like... Save. Oh, death. everyone is, like, really concerned about all these people that died, and, like, uh, it has this trauma <laughs> on humanity. <laughs> Yeah. They're like, well, that was too dark, you know, and and people thought that Batman, they didn't like that Batman was like willing to kill people and like, you know, and had this. So let's have him tell so the Joker, dirty. I'm going to freaking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, that was the Snyder version, though, but in the Just League yeah. version that we saw, it's like they flipped the script and they're like, oh, he's really like, you know, a soft, a softy now, you know, yeah. so I think it's boring. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. I just did not care for that performance. I thought it was pretty weak sauce. I'm sorry. And then also like 
weird, weird vocal stuff. Like, I don't know if it happened in post, if it's a mix of onset and post, but it was just weird. Like it would be gravelly and weird. Then he would sometimes do like the voice when he's in the suit. And I'm just like, Nah, you're taking me out of it. It's filmmakers. I don't know if it's just the performer's fault or I doubt it. I'm sure it's the filmmakers because they manipulate everything in post, which well, apparently there's this hilarious thing for the original like Justice League where Superman, <laughs> since they had him do a reshoot uh, and he was already shooting. Um, Henry Cavill was shooting Mission Impossible where he has this thick, crazy stash that they would not let him <laughs> shave off. So they got him for reshoots and they just edited out in post. Oh, I heard about that. And I saw the footage and it's just like you could kind of tell. Like, His upper lip doesn't really move at all. So it's pretty, just like all the, mo- all the emotion is like down below. So he, he, he should have had the bat suit on. They should have made that a thing so he could cover it. That's hilarious. All right, so in sum, I think we should just go around and we'll each uh, give our what's the friggin' deal with the Justice League Schneider cut, Snyderverse. Uh, <laughs> so we'll each, yeah, we'll each give one thing. My thing kind of relates. It's like, it's, I guess, my deal with this, and uh, it's like outside of it, is that HBO Max, the streaming service, with HBO Max, like the uh, app, like you do get a curated uh, list or more curated of solid programming. And for me, it really is good because of that uh, like decision paralysis or whatever, where if you go on Netflix, there's just like a gajillion things. And they're like, we're coming out with a new movie every week this year, like 50 something movies in a year. It's crazy, crazy. So, so you can get quality stuff, you know, and a curated list, which I think is really nice. Uh, yeah, and like and cool documentary stuff. That's fun. Like that's my deal. Would be check out HBO Max for a month and see if you like it. See if you like the the Snyder cut. They have a lot of older movies too. Like they have yeah. a lot of classics. Like oh, actually, yeah. uh, I watched a little clip after after this, and they're like, it's, it's kind of funny. I don't know why I'm being a commercial for them right now. It's probably not good, but they, it was like uh, Zack Snyder is like, hey, now that you've watched the Justice League, and you want to know what else to watch, and like he he did he like I did a collaboration like with HBO, my favorite movies on HBO. And he throws out, you know, like The Matrix, a Clint Eastwood one, uh, like, you know, tons of like ones that they uh, Seven Samurai, like oh, a lot of really cool movies that they have on there. And Rick and Morty, like he put out a lot of stuff, you know, and I think <laughs> oh, cool. they do have a lot of solid programming. I guess my biggest what's the freaking deal with as someone who's watched both of these versions. I just want to know what was going on in the heads of the what, what was the deal with in the heads of the executives when they watched the first version and said, this is way better than what we had before. Let's just like, like, I don't know. They invested all this money to do reshoots and the movie turned out so much worse. And I'm just wondering like, why? And also like, that same thing happened with suicide squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, suicide squad was not yeah. Cause they basically had a, a trailer, a trailer house cut the trailer. And then they were like, we love this oh, trailer. Crap. Now cut a movie. Which I mean, they're all really great editors, I'm sure, but it is a different skill set to cut a feature-like movie than to cut a trailer. Which is why that movie feels like 20 music videos stitched together, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know what's going on in their heads, to, in the sense of like we tr- they, they, we place so much trust into these like high up executives to make a decision about something, and to trust their taste about what's yeah. good and bad. And it's obvious they made the wrong choice. Yeah. Now to give them a props, it's like they could have just buried this cut and never released it and not invested any money into it. And I think 
part of it is like the pandemic happened. And so they needed more content to push towards HBO max to like highlight the, the platform. So it was a great way of them getting another $300 million movie for a fraction of the cost onto their platform essentially. Um, so, but they could have, but it is, it is like a benefit that they were willing to say, like, we made a mistake, I guess. And we know that there's a better movie here and we'll, we'll put that out. So props to them for that. But I just, what were you thinking in 2017? <laughs> I don't know. Um, my, uh, my advice on, uh, on, or I get, I'm trying to phrase it. So how I can fit deal into this, uh, my, hot deal is to uh network executives saying keep pumping out superhero movies man because even it's like even shitty ones are fun like i don't know i'm just like i, I you'd think i'd be tired you'd get tired of superhero movies by now but like they, they have been the biggest thing in the last like i don't know 12 years and uh I'm still digging it. And this one was probably one of my least favorites, like in comparison to all of them. But I still am like, hey, man, those were some cool fight scenes. There was some big stuff in it and uh, wacky characters. So I don't know. It's like a pretty much the only like superhero movie I've ever really been like annoyed with completely was probably Suicide Squad. And I think it's because it was just ruined but so i think i don't know my my take is uh keep making these things because they're pretty pretty much ace in the hole no matter what even if they suck they're gonna be somewhat fun to watch ignore all criticism according right <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah just why, keep pumping yeah. them out we don't yeah. care <laughs> yeah, don't we don't care. care screw medium budget movies never don't ha- don't never. listen to us we don't don't listen to feedback just keep mm-hmm. doing it yeah, after ripping on the movie for <laughs> two hours and going and keep doing that if you'd like i'll watch it still <laughs> yeah and i think i mean at the end of the day you could get great great films like logan or deadpool and that are like like really fun and or logan i think logan was just such an awesome movie a really great acting it made you care about the characters and at worst you get um, a mishmash of uh cool battle scenes and people destroying everybody so hey watch aquaman get out there. oh i i will I'm <laughs> did you guys ever watch see octopus did you yeah. see shazam ever yeah that's yeah, fun too I yeah shazam I, cool. I haven't seen yeah. it but i heard it was pretty fun i haven't seen it's, it it's very it's it, i mean it's simply opposite spectrum of this yeah. movie where it's very child oriented nice. nice. and it's, it's fun it's like child. a light movie it's like it's similarly it's not like super deep or whatever not super complex but it's it's like fun and light. And I, and if you, if as a tip, like for any filmmakers out there, the director of Shazam is like one of the best like YouTubers for explaining his process. If you were, oh, um, that's awesome. I'm trying to, he's the same person that did lights out and, uh, Annabelle creation. I think it was, that's um, awesome. the horror movie. Yeah. So he did these horror movies first and there's kind of a horror element a little bit to Shazam. You can kind of sense it. Oh yeah, the yeah, there totally is. Yeah, but so David Sandberg. So if anyone out there is like a filmmaker and interested in the process of making movies, and this is a guy that's made like obviously a huge, whatever hundred plus million dollar movie, he's like so transparent about the process and breaking it down for people. So he's a really cool guy to follow. I think his his YouTube page is called Pony Smasher. So nice. if you are interested in movie making and the process, you know, check check him out. So oh, that's a good deal. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's that's a, a, yeah, that's our best deal. Bonus deal. This. Yeah, yeah, bonus deal. All right. Well, guys, I think we covered it 
pretty pretty uh, thoroughly. Half the runtime of the Snyder Cut still. Yeah, so watch the four-hour movie, then listen to this two-hour podcast, and you're good. You'll get it. <laughs> Will you, though? Will you? You'll finally more confused? I don't know. But maybe we'll have a sequel, guys, right? Maybe we'll have a, a Justice League Snyder Cut Part 2. Exactly. Yeah. Stay tuned after the credits ooh, ooh, ooh. for the uh, cut scene with the Joker, where Liam yeah. will be playing the Joker of our podcast. Why are you being so serious? Thanks right. for tuning in, guys. That's what we'll leave you with. <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a great Bye. week, everybody. Bye. Bye.